0: Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show.
1: You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your
2: favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. This is host Stephen Brittingham. The director, writer, and one of the stars of the horror film Hollowed Ground, Miles Doliak, is here to share all of the behind the scenes stories with you. Enjoy the show. A married couple travels to a secluded cabin in hopes of rebuilding their relationship after an affair. Upon arrival, they are warned about trespassing on the neighboring clan's property and become caught up in a mystery involving Native American spirits and a bitter, blood field
0: this looks like your
2: kind of place Here the soil runs thick with memory.
0: this land has been in my family for generations It's so quiet a wolf house and a bloodred moan night bird screams a song There's a glory in red oh my God you came onto our property Didn't you see the signs survival that property line now,
1: Nita. Don't go
0: overreacting. We're simply responding to a complaint. Sorry. Our neighbors are vehemently possessive of their land, as they call it. Tonight we have the opportunity for sacrifice. Sanguis vitae est. Sanguis sanguinem abendus est. We made deals with devils. There are many powerful spirits here. How about you? I'm not disturbing you pretty ladies, am I? A little bit yeah
2: Hi, everyone. This is the creator, producer, and host of Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening. Very much appreciated. Welcome to another episode, everyone. You may reach me anytime with your comments or questions by sending me an email to Hollywood and Beyond show at gmail dot com That is. Hollywood and beyond show at gmail.com. And please feel free to share your own artistic journey with me as well. Uh, that would just be absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, June has finally arrived. I want to uh, wish all of you out there a fun, safe, and enjoyable summer. Go out there and have a good time with your family. As previously mentioned during the introduction segment just moments ago, the director, writer, and cast member of Hollowed Ground is joining me today to discuss his film. Edgy and atmospheric, there is plenty of twists and turns with a mysterious storyline. The characters are well-defined, too, and there are also some offbeat humor moments that is thrown into the mix. It is my utmost pleasure to welcome Miles Doliak to the show. I'd like to go ahead and do so now. Miles, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, sir.
1: Hi there. Very happy to be here.
2: Well, it's wonderful to be speaking with you uh, about your film. I have viewed the film and uh, was very impressed on so many levels. I uh, thought I'd uh, ask you though, before we get things started, uh, where are you joining me from today?
1: I'm in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We're actually gearing up for the world premiere of Hallowed Ground uh, here in my hometown, where we shot the film on this Friday evening, hosted by the Grand Theater here. So uh, it's going to be a very, very big night. We're looking forward to
2: that. That's right. The big opening is just uh, literally days away. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you must be filled with uh, excitement and anticipation. Will uh, several of the cast members be joining you as well? Yes,
1: we will have several cast there. Um, We will have uh, Lindsay Ann Williams, myself, Sherry Eakin, Richie Montgomery, uh, and a couple of other cast members in attendance. Dan Forrest, who plays Neshoba, so it should be a very big night. Plus our DP uh, Michael Williams, will be there, Um, the other producers. uh, Very, very much looking forward to that event.
2: Well, I want to wish you a wonderful time. Congratulations on a job well done. Your hard work certainly has paid off with the results uh, that I saw while viewing the film. So please give uh, my best to the cast and crew, please.
1: I absolutely will,
2: sir. (laughs) That's great. Well, uh, for those out there, despite my uh, uh, description earlier on, I wanted to be sure to let you describe the film in more detail. So how would you best describe uh, the film to the listeners out there?
1: Well, I I would call it uh, a character-driven psychological thriller. Um, Perhaps it it fits somewhat neatly into the, the rural horror Subgenre it has some elements of southern gothic. Um, the basic storyline is is a married couple um, who are suffering the pangs of an affair uh, come to this wilderness retreat that is on Native American property, this cabin uh, owned by a Native American family to sort of decompress and reconnect and rekindle uh, their their relationship, which has has become very rocky. Um, uh, one of our characters, Vera, is uh, an archaeologist who studies uh, Native American history, and so she's particularly fascinated with this place, uh, which has a rich Choctaw legacy. Um, there's a, there and Mississippi itself, my home state, um, is rife with Choctaw history, and and uh, so I was really pleased to be to to interpret and embrace uh, some of that. Um, but it turns out the neighbors. Are not very nice people, um, and we learn through the course of the events that there has been a long-standing feud between the Native American property owners and the next-door neighbors. Uh, without revealing too much, that goes all the way back uh, to the Civil War, and our hero couple sort of falls into that feud, and things begin to unravel very quickly.
2: Well, they uh, definitely do unravel quickly, Uh, and that's an excellent description. Um, uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. That that really uh, lays out so much of uh, uh, how the film uh, begins its uh, journey with the story that it has to tell. You know, I mentioned just uh, earlier um, that you know a lot of the characters are well defined, and what I mean by that is this is a film where I became interested in the characters because it really seemed like the actors had a strong grasp like they really knew how they were going to portray their character and i tell you what you know this miles when that happens you get terrific results
1: yeah it's very really important to me to to let my actors sort of plumb the depths of the psychology of these characters and and who they are and where they've been and and a lot of that is on screen in my films and, and in my scripts. And sometimes I get dinged from critics because I spend too much time uh, thinking about these people and sort of getting in their heads and, and helping my audience understand their psychology. But first and foremost, I think great movies have to be about the characters. And if the characters are rich and complex and well-drawn and interesting, then, then that, that draws the audience in. Um, so in a way, all of my films are character dramas, uh, that that perhaps have horror elements or true crime elements or supernatural elements or wh- whatever it might be, um, and Hallowed Ground is no exception. Uh, I, I like to think that all of these characters are pretty clearly drawn and that I provided a blueprint for a, for really a wonderful cast that includes Lindsay and Sherry and Mindy Venturin and Richie Montgomery and uh, and Joe Van Zandt and and Scott Bolster and Judith Daly and, 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 and many others um, to play with, uh, but that, I, that, that they were able to sort of color within very clearly drawn lines. Um, and they did so, so beautifully, I think.
2: Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Miles. So well said. Um, I applaud you for taking the approach that you just uh, described so well, because I think if you don't take that approach... Then you kind of have a film that might have a few good moments here or there, but it's it's not going to have that um, emotional um, you know power to it or that emotional draw. And and you provided this film with all that you just described. Um, you're you're interested in the characters and the storyline's very mysterious. And I also must commend you on the fact that uh, on the surface, one might go, oh, I bet I had this film all figured out. But the twists and turns, you know, they don't stop. There's twists and turns not only with story, but Background story of characters, and yeah. I, I really like that. And you started the film, Miles, with this couple. You know, uh, they were thinking they were going away to a peaceful getaway, uh, and that certainly did not happen. But what I li- liked about your um, approach to starting the film, so with your script, which you also wrote, is that you gave them this backstory instantly. That um, you know there was an affair and there was issues uh, involved. So um, I really want to commend you on on your approach
1: thank you yeah I, I mean I so much of horror really is, is about the setup right and and i I really felt like we needed to set these these characters up in a fundamental way that that you know there's a there's an obstacle and the first obstacle seems to be this affair that out the character of Alice engaged in with with Thatcher and that's what the the primary obstacle that our hero couple is trying to overcome. Um, And then you find out, of course, through a series of events, that there are even greater obstacles, life and death obstacles, uh, that they will ultimately have to overcome. But the first, you know, I wanted it almost to begin like, this is really a relationship movie. This is about two people who have sort of lost their way and they're trying to find themselves back to each other again. And, you know, the first, the first 30 or 40 minutes of the movie is, is just that it's about Alice and Vera trying and failing oftentimes, sometimes succeeding in, in small ways uh, to reconnect. Um, I thought that was very important for what comes next and, and this, this gamut that they're going to be uh, put through, you know? So yeah, it, it, that backstory I think was just supremely important to, to setting up, um, you know, the pieces on the proverbial chessboard, if you will.
2: And the lady, uh, ladies had wonderful chemistry together. And, uh, just when you might think, Oh, there's not going to be more to their relationship. Uh, there's scenes where you see vulnerability, um, unsuspecting, uh, hidden feelings. I mean, all, all of those elements. So, um, uh, really good performances by the the leading ladies, so how about we go back to the beginning? You um, obviously wrote this film. How did the idea come to you um, and when did you first start uh, writing the script
1: well i i had I had been toying with the idea of of writing a movie that had a Native American component um, I, I think uh, for for a while and I had been talking with with Lindsay, uh, who is my my partner in art and life, uh, about this. Um, because, you know, the fact of the matter is Native American communities have not been very well treated in horror films. And, and I wanted to write a horror film that that took a, a positive approach toward Native American history and, and people. And around about this same time, um, my parents started building this cabin out out buy a pond on, on some of their property out, out in the country here and uh, outside of the city limits. And lens and I went out there to see the construction and we looked at each other immediately. And we were like, man, this would be a great location for a horror film. So um, we, we started sort of bouncing ideas around and, and initially she and I were going to play the couple. Uh, but then she had this, what I thought was a brilliant idea that what if the couple was gay and and we could sort of build on the 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 oppression the historic oppression of two uh, groups of people that is the lgBTq community and the Native American community and, and fold those those stories uh, into one uh, in in the script that became howard ground so so that's kind of how it started and how it how it began to percolate and um, and then I just uh, I, I sat down and and started writing the script. We actually got to play with these characters uh, even before we shot How the Ground as part of uh, Meridian, Mississippi's Rails to Reels Flash Film Festival two years ago, which is a wonderful program that Elliot Street and Thomas Burton have in Meridian, whereby they bring in professional filmmakers um, to tutor film students and -and up-and-coming filmmakers uh, via uh, making a short film over the course of a weekend, basically. So uh, we use that opportunity to sort of explore the story of Alice and Vera a little bit. We had Lindsay and Sherry in that film, and to sort of flesh out that backstory a little bit. So there's, in the short film, which is called Light and Shadow, uh, and is available online and on Amazon, and and will also be a special feature on the Hallowed Ground DVD. Uh, we see um, Alice having a liaison with Thatcher, and then uh, Vera discovering the affair. Um, so that was that was great to be able to to actually play out the backstory a little bit, which which ultimately became such a major part of of Hallowed Ground. Uh, and then the Hallowed Ground script itself it 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 came pretty quickly uh, I would say over the course of of a couple of months uh I wrote it and um I've just really enjoyed playing in this sandbox of southern gothic for for this my third film now um in that that kind of basic world uh, idea world uh, after demons and and the hollow, which was not a horror film, but it was definitely in that in that kind of mold southern gothic true crime kind of mode um but this one was this in, in a lot of ways this is my most personal film probably since my first film The historian and, and, and has a lot of ideas that are um, and that are really important to me and, and, and things that I really wanted to uh, explore and and you know I hope in some small way that it that it resonates with people and and makes some difference.
2: Well, the approach towards having a, a storyline featuring Native American Indians, um, you, you did achieve something that we don't see much of, uh, in a film these days. And to be honest, probably for a very long time when you add it yeah. all up. So I, uh, I want to commend you on that as well. And I, I was intrigued by that because there's a certain respect factor there, isn't there? With, uh, uh, Native American Indians and, and, and all of that just really played into the film very well.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, Native American communities are, are obviously such a vital uh, part of the history of, of this country and and of the history of the state of Mississippi. Um, and I'm fascinated by Native American spirituality. And when I discovered Bone Pickers, for example, I, I, I just said, wow, this is the, the most fascinating and grotesque and and." In, incredible thing that you know i've i've read about in a very long time and i'm a you know I have a phd in ancient history i, I so I've, i know a lot about ancient religion and 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 cult practice and, and these sorts of things but i discovered these this practice of bone picking among the choctaw and i said wow that's that's got to be uh an element of this script so um and i think i think that it it played very very nicely
2: now, as director, um, when you direct a film where you have written the script, Miles, does that provide a certain sense of comfort level for you? I mean, um, you know, I mean, you know, the script so well. I mean, you, you're the man that helped create it and put the words and, you know, for the characters on the, on the, on the script. Um, or does it have a different effect for you? So what is that like? That experience of di- directing a film that you wrote. Well,
1: what, what I love about it is the freedom that it gives. It, you know, if I'm directing my own script uh, and something's not working on set, you know, dialogue-wise or, or situationally, I just change it.
2: <laughs> That's which, right.
1: And, you know, which, which <laughs> is not, you know, you don't always have that freedom with somebody else's script. Um, so I love the freedom of working on my own script because, uh, you know... I always tell my actors, I, I say, you know, if you have something that's better than what's on the page, let's try it. I, 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 I. What I love about making movies is is that collaborative element, that collaborative factor, where you get a bunch of talented people together in the same space, and and the best idea wins. And it's not always my idea, but when it's my own script, I have the freedom to. If an actor comes up with something great, that's surmounts what's on the page, it's better than what's on the page. I just say, let's do that. Um, so that's, that's why I really prefer directing my own scripts. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to directing someone else's script by any means, um, and I have done that, but, but I really like directing my own s- scripts because it's it's it just gives you really creative carte blanche.
2: It goes both ways, doesn't it? Like you just yeah, said, yeah. if they say something to you, you can go. You know what? I like that. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about contacting the screenwriter to get his approval. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> well, that that's fantastic, and and uh, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. So, what was the biggest challenge for you as a director? Uh, was it? acting because let's let's flip the coin over you're also acting you're a leading character a vital important character in the film by the way you gave a fantastic performance um i don't know how many times your character just was getting under my skin you know those characters miles i don't know if you intentionally wrote it that way but you just want to go on the screen and shake the guy because he infuriates you so much because your character Is so locked into this mindset, and uh, it it shadows everything about him. And uh, you did an exceptional job uh, uh, letting that be a a known fact. But what is that like as an actor and also directing in a film?
1: Well, thank you. That means a great deal. I. I I read a review recently where the critic said uh, that I successfully provoked her urge to want to shoot my character in the face. So I, I thought, you know, <laughs> that's... Well, that's
2: well I bad. was thinking of strangling. <laughs> so oh, so now ahead. you can add strangling to it.
1: <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's... Um, it, it, it can... It is a challenge. It is a challenge to be able to... Um, Flip hats, if you will, from coming, you know, from behind the monitor as as director to walking in front of the camera as actor, and it just really it, it really requires having uh, a pretty firm idea as to how you want things to to go and how you want things to play out. And on the one hand, if I'm playing a character in a script that I've written, I've been thinking about this character a long time. You know, the character was. Began as the germ of an idea, and then grew and 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 became this fully fleshed out person, and evolved uh, as the script evolved. And so, I, I feel like I know pretty well who the, who these characters are—not just mine, but all of them. But but it, it helps to have that relationship where you've been part of the gestational phase of the character, you know, uh, as the character grows and evolves. Um, but yes, it is always a challenge to. To act in a film that you're directing, and it it also requires surrounding yourself with very um, competent, uh, talented people whom you really trust, uh, because you can't you know when you're working on a budget, oftentimes like we are, you you can't always go back and watch playback. You know, you you just have to know if if your if your DP Michael Williams or 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 you know fellow producer Wesley O'Meary, if they're they're watching the monitor and they say, hey, I think we got it. You got to trust them and and move on. So, I I have a great team of people that I surround myself with, including the two folks I just mentioned and, and Lindsay and um, a great post team and and Jared Hollingsworth and and Bradley Greer and John Bogle. and and I trust those people uh, in their various areas of expertise and and that that is a that is a huge help when you're playing multiple roles, you know, as as director, writer, producer, actor, whatever it might be. Um, so every time I step in front of the camera of a film that I'm also directing, it's a challenge, but I, I am confident in the fact that I have wonderful people surrounding me that I can trust and that are going to shoot, shoot with me straight, you know, and say, Hey, we need to go again, or, Hey, we got it. And then I can trust that we're on the same page
2: wow you have that kind of team that creative artistic team then then you're moving in the right directions yeah. uh, no doubt about that now how much was your hand involved with casting because there are so many colorful characters in the film
1: uh it was i mean i i basically cast all my films i i, I always get input from the the producing team um but but uh i i always have casting approval, which is, which is nice. And, and, you know, if I was working in studio system, that would probably not be the case. Um, but yeah, this is a terrific cast of, of folks. Um, really, this is my first time working directing Richard Montgomery. He and I had acted in a project together. He plays Sandy in the film and, and he, uh, he was just, just delightful to have around and, and really, really sold that character and has just been universally praised for his work. And, um, so was really pleased to have him on the movie, but, but every, every single one of these uh, folks brought something. I mean, so I had a couple of cast members that were acting in their first movie, their first real movie, I guess. Scott Bolster, who played Lonnie and Judith Daly, uh, who played Stella, uh, Bill's wife. And, and I mean, they just, they just came through, uh, brilliantly. And then of course, Lindsay and Sherry, who, who anchored the film, um, and trusted me so much uh, um, when I would ask them for you know all these big emotional scenes and, and, and moments and and they' you know, in addition to uh, you know having love scenes together and, and pouring out their souls to one another, they're running through the woods and falling and bleeding and all, you know all these kinds of things and firing guns and um, and they were just game 100 percent of the time, which was which was really awesome.
2: Well, that's fantastic. And speaking of uh, Richie Montgomery again, um, I'll tell you what, his, his performance, uh, he did an outstanding job. I'm glad to hear the other folks are mentioning that as well. And it's the kind of performance that, you know what, it, it, it just keeps growing on you. Because yep. uh, I have to tell you, i love loved the way you wrote the, his first scene. Uh, and And then when he starts having that conversation with the two ladies, it, because I'm sitting there going, this is like listening to... Uh, uh, uh this guy's own language like his own way of talking it's like wow it's like you know he's he this is how he expresses himself he's got just all these catch phrases and um uh, so i really like that and uh you know he gave that quiet performance but you just knew there was something probably more going on there and um certainly that was the case and i'm sure the viewers will be uh interested to to see more about his character i did want to bring up um another lady in the film i just really found her performance appealing and she brought what you were no doubt looking for and that is the lady that is there uh, explaining like the the background of the story, the mystery, and uh, I believe it is Mindy Van Curen who played Mindy. Mindy Van Curen, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah what Mindy. a great performance, Mindy. and I just wanted to ask you uh, what it was like working with her.
1: She was terrific. Uh, she was terrific. Uh, Michael, our DP, and who was also a producer on this, uh, uh, had worked with Mindy before and recommended Mindy, um, and she read uh, for us and uh i just she just has this kind of quiet grace about her that i thought was absolutely perfect for the role and nita had to be really rooted to the earth and and have a, this kind of stillness about her and 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 mindy certainly certainly brought that and and i mean she has some tough things i mean the, you know the the scene where she's explaining the the the, the history of the feud between her family in the and That that's a really tough monologue that she has there and uh, yes. uh she just I think she just absolutely nailed it. So she was She, she sure was really did.
2: Yeah. She, she delivered the goods. That was a that was a great moment in the film. And, and that's exactly what I was thinking about when I brought her up was was that moment. Um, so a, a very important character. And she did a fantastic job. Well, before I ask you um, about uh, maybe how folks can view uh, your film, uh, I would like to ask you, though, uh, beforehand. Obviously, this film is is a horror film, although it has many elements and layers. But uh, there are, of course, some moments of uh, gruesomeness or violence, uh, not surprising there, of course. But as a director, is it tricky to know about, you know, when to, to, to dial back or when to kind of push the envelope? Because on the one hand, if you do too much... You know, it looks very unnatural, but on the other hand, if you don't do enough, you feel like you've missed an opportunity. So is it a matter of different takes, editing, uh, or did you have something in mind when you filmed those scenes?
1: I mean, it's a little bit of all those things. In in general, I think that, you know, just as a general rule, (laughs) I'm about to shoot a very gory horror movie, but, uh, but in this movie and in most movies, I think the audience is in general more terrified by the things they don't see than the things they do. So I, so I like to sort of, um, suggest, you, you know, the, whatever horrifying thing is happening, uh, as best I can and, and then leave the rest of the imagination. Like we don't actually see Thatcher, uh, getting whipped with the cat of nine tails, but we see Jerry wringing out the whip afterward. And, and to me, that was, that was just a, a better choice. It's just, you know, it's like in Jaws, right? Right. The shark POV is infinitely better than seeing the shark and more terrifying. Um, so I was really pleased with the way the action moments, the blood moments kind of came, came off because, like, once again, we're working with a very limited budget. Um, and those kinds of things, you know, if you're stabbing someone with a sword or what, I mean, those, those things take time to set up. And so, you know, once you're set up for it and you know that, hey, time is the enemy on an independent film set, we've only got a couple of shots at this, um, you may get it, you may not. You certainly have an idea going in, how you want it to to read, how you want it to look. Um, And then you get in the editing room, and and if you feel like you don't quite have it, you you try a lot of – what Han Solo might call simple tricks and nonsense to, you know, makes it work. <laughs> but somehow it, uh, it, it, it all works pretty well.
2: Yes. Um,
1: so I was pleased with the way those moments turned out.
2: I had to look away. I, you know, I can usually stomach a lot, but. Um you know, with swords and things like that. And I, I had to look away just in anticipation. I mean, you know, I'm no doubt, you know what scene I'm referring to. And I was like, ah, I just have to close my eyes a moment. So you succeeded yeah. on that. But I agree with you because you did have some very creative shots where you, you did kind of like fast forward over a moment. I found that very effective. Um, yeah. for that type of scene. Um, and, and I was still closing my eyes at times. So uh, I have to say you did a, an excellent job with, with not only that scene, but the whole film, and very atmospheric and mysterious, and I think horror films uh, fans out there would certainly uh, want to to see your film. So let me ask you: How would folks go about viewing your film?
1: So we we are opening uh, this Friday, uh, June seventh, limited theatrical release. So if you're if you're in um, if you're in Mississippi or you're in New Orleans or LA or San Francisco, you can see the film at the theater. Um, it's uh, playing at the Zeitgeist in New Orleans, the Zeitgeist Cinema in New Orleans on St. Claude at the uh, Lemley Glendale in LA. Um, But then on the 13th, if you're not in one of those cities that has the release, you can see it on all the usual streaming suspects. uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Steam, um, you know, the the Fandango Now, all those guys. Uh, Amazon, of course. Uh, you can also purchase the DVD uh, online. Uh, Amazon is probably your best bet there. Uh, and the DVD is really cool for this because, like I said, it has a couple of really neat special features, one of which is is the prequel short film, Light and Shadow, and um, also a music video uh, for The Meaning of Us, which is an original song that, that my composer Clifton Hyde and I wrote for the movie. It plays under the a big emotional scene where with Alice and Vera in the cabin uh, so that music video is is on um, the DVD as well and also some earlier scenes so it's it's kind of a nice DVD package. It's more than just the movie you get a lot of extras as well.
2: Well, and I wish all of you a wonderful um, premiere opening and and have a good time. You all deserve it. And I'd like to let the listeners know out there that I'll be sharing some information about the film, including some photos uh, on the Hollywood and Beyond social media pages. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, when this interview becomes available, I'm going to be having some additional information for folks as well. Well, Miles, yeah, it was uh, wait, so much fun
1: yeah absolutely I, I totally agree and tell them they can feel free to follow me on uh on instagram at miles underscore Doliak, uh and twitter um and you know we post updates and stuff there so if if they just follow me uh one of those places they'll they'll have their ear to the ground as to what's going on
2: well miles um Uh, Thank you for joining me and sharing uh, so many fun facts about Hollowed ground. I'd like to end by not only thanking you and and also saying I just had so much fun today. um, But I want to say that when I viewed the film, I felt like I was down in the deep south and like deep, deep down south. And uh, uh, and of course, those shots with the snake in the, um, in the <laughs> pond. Yeah. I just have to tell you that once again, you made me close my eyes because um, snakes do that to me. So you already were, uh, you were already impacting my viewing with just showing that snake.
1: That snake was a fortuitous happenstance. Uh, that, that's, uh, but I, I was just so pleased that we were able to get that shot. And, and, and it became really this this kind of analogy of the whole circumstance of what was happening. So, yeah, I was really really happy to have the snake. So, that was
2: not planned. It was not
1: planned. Oh, um, wow. That, that, that snake we uh we found out in the woods there down by the pond and um um, you know, uh, it was a real uh, cottonmouth water moccasin, and our DP Michael Williams was fool enough to go down there and shoot it. So,
2: oh my goodness! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess it Anything takes a person with a lot of courage. <laughs> Like, well,
1: stay uh, back. I'll go shoot it. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then when it, what? What? Some shots later with it uh, swimming in the water? That that only intensified matters. Right, so, right. I don't think I'll be uh, jumping into a pond anytime soon. Well, <laughs> great talking with you, Miles. I want to wish you the best.
1: Thank you very, very much, sir. I've had a
0: good time today. You cut yourself? Um, just on the fence, yeah. On the fence? On this fence? Yeah. Here the soil runs thick with memory Of folks long dead and gone Here a wolf howls at a blood-red moon And a nightbird screams a song There's a glory in recollection And a woe that lingers on And the earth shall hold the story our bags and hit the road along the trail to the redeemed. But blistered feet hardened hearts are harder healed than they may see. There's a poverty of forgiveness in a world Host Stephen Brittingham, your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at Gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at Gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon.